not one, not two, but three parables the Lord gives to us today. The treasure in the field, the pearl of great price, and the net thrown into the sea. Our first reading tells us of Solomon's request of wisdom. And it seems as though each of us should make the similar request to understand the kingdom of heaven. We'll see if we can unpack it together today. First, the treasure. In the first century, there were no banks, vaults, or safe deposit boxes, if, at least for most. If enemy invaded your land, or if you were going on a long journey and you had a treasure that was worth protecting, you buried it. And as way leads on to way, we can doubt if you'd ever come back. Knowing of illness, knowing of war. So sometimes it happened that the treasure that had been secured there in an undisclosed location would sit for years, sometimes for decades, even perhaps centuries, until unexpectedly, like Bilbo finding a ring, someone just happens to be in the right place. Perhaps a laborer with a, a shovel or a plow. He digs that up. What is this? He opens the box beyond belief. And he does anything to get that field. The moral of the story, of course, being that the kingdom of heaven is the first priority. It is something that once we discover it, we'll, we'll do anything to get that. To get that, that field. To work hard for it to make sacrifices in our lives, to, to be seen as, as foolish in the eyes of others. It's just a field, some would say. No, we know what it really is. But also, also it's undeserved. No matter how hard that laborer was working in the field, no matter how many rocks he was flipping out of it, no matter how hard he had to work or how much mockery he had to receive, in order to buy the field, he would never say, yes, I deserve this. Got this coming to me. I... No, that's the treasure. And so it is with heaven. Yes, it's worth our, our fighting for. It's our, worth our, our working hard in order to receive. But there's nothing we can do to deserve it. It is a gift. Not not from someone who is fleeing from the enemy, but from someone who would die for us. Number two, Jesus gives us the second, the second parable, the pearl of great price. Some scholars point out it's almost redundant, but note there is an important distinction. Yes, again, it's worth all in order to purchase that. It is a of great price. But this is not a laborer, but a merchant. He's out in search, presumably not out shucking oysters in order to find that pearl, but going through the markets, working with other people, finding what they have discovered. And then once, once he finds it, worth it, doing anything in order to purchase that. The moral here, again, it's invaluable. It's worth anything. We will work, do anything in order to achieve heaven. But we also will work with others. 
We need this second parable to remind ourselves sometimes that no one comes to faith in isolation. The little voices that we hear today during Mass, those little voices didn't drive here on their own. They, they came with someone else who loves them and wants to instill faith in their lives. The same with us. Whether we came to faith as children or in old age, it was never in isolation. It's with the blessings and the challenges of other people around us. And that dovetails into the third parable, that of the net. This one, I'm sorry to say, feels so relevant with this week's news of the Diocese of Syracuse and last week's announcements of the reorganization of the Diocese of Ogdensburg. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, is like a dragnet. Two poles connected with a net placed into the sea in order to collect anything and everything that is there. Fish, great and small, yes. Treasures, but also trash. Fish that are there for the feasting, but also the parasitical ones. And the moral here, we don't have to like it, but we're all in this together. Saints and sinners alike, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is trying to envelop us all. He wants us all to be with him. Yes, to convert from our sins, to turn away from the darkness, to enter into that light. But we're all in the same boat. We're all seasick. And he draws us. How? <laughs> How do we move forward when hearing of the new cycles or just aware of the own, our own sinfulness in each of our hearts? How do we believe what St. Paul said when he wrote to the Romans? Mike just read it for us. We know that all things work for good for those who love God. It's one of the most beautiful passages in the New Testament, but probably one of the hardest to believe. We know that all things work for good for those who love God. A couple days ago, I was visiting a parishioner in the hospital. I offered her the anointing of the sick. And as we prayed together, my eyes fell on this reading, and I read it. There she was, fighting cancer, fighting chemo, struggling. And I read those words that pinched. We know that all things work for good for those who love God. I was tempted to, to gloss over it, to point out something else, but I leaned in and she did too. We know this. We know that all things work for the good for those who love God. It might not be the way we wanted it. It might not be a comfortable way. But to work for good, how? How can we know that? How can we trust that? The key is that middle parable, that pearl of great price. Because note, when Jesus expresses it, he speaks not just of the pearl, but of that merchant. The merchant who goes and does anything to get that pearl. Yes, the pearl is the kingdom for us, but the merchant, the good news is, the merchant is Jesus. The merchant is the one who is willing to do anything 
for the pearl. And the even better news is that you are the pearl. The way he looks at you, the way he looks at me, each of us, is as a pearl of great price, willing to do anything for us that he might have us, willing to even go to the cross. In the end, it's true we need the wisdom of Solomon, not because we need a lot of book knowledge, not because we have to have the best of theological minds, but true wisdom is knowing God. True wisdom is knowing our God and knowing one another, how God sees us and how he sees our brothers and sisters. He sees us as the pearl of great price. May we live that out today and always.